Welcome to episode four of Christian Creative Art, the podcast. My name is Candace King, and if you've been here for a few episodes, you know we're all about finding peace and joy amidst suffering. Today, I got to interview somebody very near and dear to my heart, my mother-in-law, Debbie Coleman. She is retired after a rewarding career teaching Lamaze childbirth classes. She's an avid quilter, enjoying gifting friends and families with her creations, and in spite of her chronic illness and disability, she meets each new day, especially the challenging ones, with grace. Please join me in listening to our conversation. Well, hello, Debbie. Welcome to Christian Creative Art Podcast. Thank you. I'm honored to be on your podcast today. I'm so excited you're here. You're the first person I get to interview and I'm, it feels really special. Um, for those of you who don't know, this is my mother-in-law, Debbie Coleman, and we are going to talk a little bit about uh, her today and her struggle with MS. And um, as most of you know, the podcast is about finding peace and joy amidst struggle in life and admit suffering. And so I just wanted to get on here and first ask you to tell us what MS is. What is it in your own words, in, in information that you have on the disease? What is this thing? Well, MS is an autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. And that's where a person's immune system attacks their own body. Um, specifically the central nervous system, Mm -hmm. which is made up of the brain, the spinal cord, and the optic nerves. Okay. And the assault uh, targets the myelin, which is the protective coating around nerve fibers. Mm -hmm. And that coating makes sure that our brain can send signals out to all parts of the body. So when that's damaged, the signals might not move as quickly as they should, or they might not move at all. And so people with MS, you might see symptoms like they might have visual problems, Mm -hmm. uh, cognitive issues like brain fog, problems with speaking, Mm -hmm. with dizziness, with balance, with walking. There's just a lot of different um, symptoms that can show up depending on where the damage occurred. Um, and thus every person that has MS, their disease looks a little bit different depending on where, uh, the damage happened. Sure. So you said everyone's disease can look a little bit different, um, or affect them differently. How has this affected you? Um, my course with MS was very slow early on. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that I had MS symptoms show up when I was in about 1969 when I was graduating from high school. And I was not diagnosed until 2008. Wow. Um, You know, I would have strange things happening and I'd go to the doctor, but by the time I got there, those symptoms would be gone and uh, doctors could never 
quite figure out what I had, but then I started having um, some severe attacks, especially to my spinal cord. And so physically, um, since most of the damage has been to my spinal cord, it has affected my legs and I've been in a wheelchair for the past nine years. I've also lost the use of my right hand and I have to have assistance getting in and out of bed, even changing positions in bed. And I deal with um, a lot of nerve pain and spasticity in my muscles and lots of fatigue. My energy is pretty much depleted by mid-afternoon every day. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. This is mid-afternoon. It's actually a little bit later than (laughs) (laughs) mid-afternoon. So I appreciate you being here to tell us about this. So physically, it's taken quite a big toll on you. And you said you've been in a wheelchair for nine years. Um, I can only imagine that takes also an emotional toll. Would you be willing to talk a little bit about that? Uh, Yeah, emotionally, of course, it's been tough. Mm -hmm. Uh, My husband and I had planned to travel and see the world when we both retired. Mm -hmm. But instead of that, he's here at home on this difficult journey with me. Mm. And I've had to let go of the life that I had envisioned for myself and accept the life that I have. I've had to uh, redefine my self-worth and my place in the world. I've had to accept being dependent on on others, which has really been difficult for me because I was always the one who took care of the family. And now I have other people taking care of me. Sure. And I had so many plans for things I wanted to do with with all the grandkids and I had have not been able to carry through with those plans. And so it's taken a lot of hard work to sort through the tough issues and a lot of prayer. Yeah. You said something that piqued my interest. You said acceptance of the fact that you had to change kind of the way you were looking at what you were going to do in life. How did you come to that point? where you were able to accept that things were going to be different or how long did it take to to get there oh that took a long time that's taken me um a lot of a lot of hard work a lot of prayer first of all um realizing that there were obstacles that were standing in my way of acceptance. Hmm. Things like anger and self-pity, envy of others that could do the things like world travel that I had wanted to do. And so, you know, I just, I had to tackle those issues one at a time. Hmm. And finally, come to the point of acceptance. 
And that's that's not just a one-time thing. You know, every now and then you have to circle back around and deal again with something that that pops up, especially with MS, because uh, it keeps chipping away at my physical abilities. Like several years ago, I lost the use of my right hand. Mm -hmm. And so I had to deal once again with all these issues of anger and self-pity and, mm -hmm. and all that to get back to acceptance mm -hmm. of, okay, this is, my, this is my life now and I need yeah. to make the best of this. Yeah. So you said, you said a lot of prayer. Would you be willing to share more about how this this thing that you've had to carry for now when did you say you were diagnosed what year 2008 since 2008 on actually first I want to ask you if you're okay how when you received the news of the diagnosis how was that for you uh I remember as the doctor was telling me i I remember feeling like all the oxygen had been sucked out of the room mm -hmm. and I felt devastated mm -hmm. and really afraid, especially when I learned that at this time, there is no cure for MS, mm -hmm. that there are medications that hopefully slow down the progression, but there's no cure. And on the other hand, I was somewhat relieved because I'd had these strange symptoms for years and I was relieved to find out that I had a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. This had a name, it wasn't all in my head. Mm -hmm. um, but I had a lot of anxiety about <clears throat> how MS was gonna affect my future. Sure. And about what course of treatment to pursue because there's a number of different treatments and it was really hard to decide what road to go down treatment-wise. How did you decide? How, what, what helped you navigate that decision? Um, doing a lot of study. Um, I delayed going on treatment right away. I was hoping that by doing some more natural type things, I'd be able to uh, control the MS, but then I discovered that that wasn't working, so I, I did some appointments with a couple different neurologists and talked through all the options and then just decided on uh, some shots. At that time, there were no oral medications, so I had to give myself a daily shot. As soon as the oral medications came out, that was an easy decision. Yeah, switch <laughs> that as soon as you can. That's right. Yeah. Well, circling back to prayer, um, you said the diagnosis was, sounds like it was pretty hard to hear, but also a relief in some ways. But how did it affect your relationship with God, this, this big news, this, this journey that you've been on? How has it affected? Well, looking back, I can see that it has uh, strengthened my relationship with God. 
I never blamed God <clears throat> or I didn't say, why me? I felt that I really didn't have the right to say, why me? Because of all the years that I had enjoyed good health, I hadn't been saying, why me? Why am I so incredibly blessed? Mm. You know, when everything's going smoothly in my life, I kind of tend to think that I'm in control of everything. Mm -hmm. But um, when MS disability kicked in full gear, I guess I came to better understand my dependence on God um, for his strength and his peace, and especially the assurance that he would always be with me. And one of my favorite texts that I go to often, especially when I'm having a difficult time is Isaiah 41, 13. And it says, I, your God, have a firm grip on you, and I'm not letting go. I'm telling you, don't panic. I'm right here to help you. Mm. And I gain strength from that and from other promises of God's um, that God is always with us and will carry us on our journey wherever that journey takes us. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, Debbie. So, you know, you've listened to a few of these episodes. I think we talk a lot about joy and peace here. Um, right. And uh, as I work in the hospital, I see a lot of acute suffering um, and I mean, I see it in everyday life around me and I hear stories of it and you're telling us um, your story of, of this journey with MS. And when I say the words abundant joy and perfect peace, um, how do those images, what images come to your mind? How do you cultivate those in your life um, amidst the trials that you face daily? You've given us a little tidbit here or there, but I would love you to um, share more if you could. Um, yeah, when I, when I think of joy, I think of things that make my heart sing. Um, the ocean, music, sun on my face, flowers, um, quilting, being creative because I'm a quilter. My children, my grandchildren, things like that. And and I really believe that joy is a gift from God. Mm. And it's in a close relationship with him that deep joy can be found. And I believe that God desires for each of us to have abundant joy. Mm. Um, and I think that we have to be open to joy we have to live with intention and and be present in every situation that we're in and and we really, really have to seek to capture joy mm -hmm. and that was a lot easier to do when i was blessed with good health and low stress mm -hmm. but then um 
along came chronic pain and disability. And I found um, that I had to especially seek joy during those times. And um, one thing that gives me a lot of joy is giving joy to others. Mm. And I have a sister-in-law that has a, a beautiful rose bush that I just love. It has yellow roses with the petals are tipped around the rims with red mm. and it has the most fragrant smell. And in the spring, my sister-in-law brings me a vase with the first rose that has bloomed from that bush. And that gives me such joy and, and especially that she gives extra thought to what brings joy to me. And so I try to challenge myself to be aware of what brings joy to my friends and loved ones and, and try to find ways to use that knowledge to bless them. And for for tough times when joy seems elusive, mm -hmm. um, I have a wicker basket that I call my joy basket. Mm -hmm. And in it right now, I have a book waiting to be read that I'm excited about reading. Mm -hmm. I have a special candle. I always have chocolate, a, a decadent <laughs> chocolate treat. Nice. And pictures that evoke joyous memories. And the latest thing that I put in there is a sweatshirt uh, hoodie that I bought that's made out of the softest material I've ever felt. Mm. And I'm waiting for a day in the fall when it's cooler, when joy seems elusive and I'm going through a tough time and I will get my basket out and put my hoodie on and that will give me joy and comfort. I love that, Debbie, a joy basket. A joy Take basket, <laughs> right. Take notes on this. These are tools that we can all use, I think. Um, what about peace? Would you say the same thing for peace or do you have other... Um, thoughts on peace? Um, well, I think that the ultimate perfect peace, of course, is going to be in heaven. Yes. But I also believe that we can have peace here on earth. And peace here on earth isn't, isn't the absence of pain or the absence of stress or illness. But it's I think it's trusting in God's promises right in the midst of all of our challenges that he won't leave us, that he'll be with us wherever our journey takes us. And I find a lot of peace in God's promise that there will be no more sickness and suffering in heaven. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm really looking forward to that. But I think that also 
we can create peaceful places in our lives. <clears throat> my quilting room is my peaceful place. Um, it's a quiet place where I can read my Bible, where I can listen to music, do relaxation exercises, be creative, um, watch hummingbirds at the feeder outside my window. Um, so, you know, we each can create some peace in our lives. Yeah, agreed. Cultivating both those peace and joy places, uh, like your joy basket, your peaceful, your peaceful place to sit. I love that. Thank you for sharing those things. And I also um, spend time in God's word, uh, nurturing a relationship with him. Yes. My uh, mother passed away about nine years ago. And she was my prayer warrior mm -hmm. and I have her Bible. Um, it's probably my most prized possession mm -hmm. because reading from her Bible brings me both joy and peace. Mm -hmm. um, she highlighted verses in her Bible that were important to her. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them have to do with um, God giving us strength and peace. And so I turn to those oftentimes, especially when I'm struggling. And I can still smell her, her favorite perfume when I open her Bible. Oh, I love that. And that, that brings joy to my heart every time that I get a whiff of that perfume. What a beautiful gift that you're that you have that you can that it that is a prized possession for sure. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, Debbie, I'm so thankful that you're willing to be on here and share about your a little bit about your journey and give us some wisdom about your your peace and your joy. And um, I just appreciate all your thoughts and your inspiration. Before we close the podcast episode. Um, what are your words of wisdom to people either that maybe are just recently being diagnosed or that have MS or just in general, people that listen to the podcast? Um, we would love to glean from you your um, final thoughts. Okay. Um, I never thought when I first sat down in my wheelchair that there would ever be a blessing that could be found from being in a wheelchair. But the blessing has been this, and it is forced stillness. Wow. I think there's a reason God tells us to be still. Because when we slow down, we are able to clearly see uh, the world around us. We're able to be open to joy. We're able to look at the different things in our lives that might be standing in the way of experiencing joy and peace. And so I would encourage everyone to 
take time, make a space to be still and reflect and also to live with intention, to be open to joy and when joy comes easily, give thanks. Mm -hmm. But there mm -hmm. were times when joy is elusive. Mm -hmm. And during those times, fight for joy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't come easily. Spend time each day in God's word and praise him for all that he has done for you and cling to his promises. That is beautiful and a wonderful place to end the segment on. And Debbie, again, thank you so much for being here. Um, you heard her people. She said, "Fight for joy." So we're gonna we're gonna put that in the notes on the show notes. <laughs> Fight for joy. I love it. And um, Debbie, do you have any? I didn't add this to our question list, but do you have any resources that you would like to add on uh, for people that are trying to learn more about MS or any books or anything like that that you would suggest? That was the one thing I didn't ask you before we copped on this call. Um, right off the top of my head, I can't think of any, okay. but I could get those to you and you could put them in the, the notes. notes. That'd be great. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Candace. All right, we'll talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. so much for tuning in to episode four of Christian Creative Art. That was our first interview. I hope you enjoyed. Debbie, thank you for your wise, insightful, and encouraging words that you left with us. Peace and joy from Christian Creative Art. I look forward to talking to you soon.